Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Welcome to Season 3. If you enjoy listening to our show, consider subscribing to us on YouTube for exclusive video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Beppy are your hosts today, and we are going to be talking about Hollow Knight. Um, I think this is a long time coming. I feel like I should have played this years ago and didn't. Um, we both liked it a lot. Uh, so why don't we kick it to Beppy and Beppy, go ahead. Yes, I, uh, I don't know why. I don't know what prompted me to say, okay, enough is enough. Uh, let's, let's get on it. I asked you if you were up for playing it. And um, we've both completed it now. And wow. I, uh, if you'll pardon the pun, mm. we got a, a, a bottomless well of discovery <laughs> sure. and adventure to talk about here. I, I just, I, I feel like it, it, I did not have a very clear perspective on how much shit is in this game. Oh, me either. And it's, it's, and it's not like filler either. It's like very substantial and rewarding stuff. Um, and I, I think we should start off by kind of explaining it. It came out in 2017. Yeah. For pretty much everything. It's on everything now at any rate. It just had the, it, a week or two ago, it hit like the highest number of players contiguous. Really? So ever. we were a part of that, I guess. We were somehow. Okay. And it's, it's testament to both its longevity and its continuing appeal. And you know what I think it's it's I think it's pretty funny is that this is something that you're going to get roasted for because it's kind of a cute game. Yeah. But it's not like okay, so But I, not really. No, because I I was going to clarify that what what you despise and what I am kind of ambivalent about at this point is games that like that's all they are like you have like oh well we'll think of a very kind of effective art style that hasn't really been done before and it's just going to be a generic platformer where in, in this case there it is quite substantial there's a lot going on it takes cues from some of our favorite games and series um a lot of souls yep. uh stuff in in you know People seem to think this is. I didn't think it was punishingly difficult. Me either. I um. It typically, I feel like the past couple of years, whenever anyone says this is a Souls like, I like clench my ass because like I know I'm I'm like oh yeah. stop comparing it to this thing. Yeah, yeah. But like I feel like, but this game did the Souls like comparison in all the good ways. Yeah. Like it's like mysterious and weird. And like they yeah. have like the quirky NPCs and stuff. I feel like they took like the interesting stuff. Yeah, you get like like the the lost kingdom of whatever. And, yeah, and you know you have kind of have to piece it all together yourself. Um, and what they also kind of is it's mostly it's very it's not like a surface level thing. Like it's it's good uh, mechanics. Like the benches are kind of bonfires, mm -hmm. and um, finding your where you died to get your shit back. Right, and that's great. I think I think that's awesome. And the way that they they work around that, and I I, I just I felt like I was I was building towards a very kind of lofty goal the mm -hmm. whole time because so much i played it a, a little bit longer than you um i think you hit like 75 percent yeah 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 and yeah. i i was like because they added extra stuff i was over 100 by the end of yeah, it. yeah so i mean we both beat the final boss so i mean we both saw the credits but yes. i didn't go completionist but you did yeah i didn't I, I the only thing that i didn't touch for our audience's perspective was there's a boss rush Okay. Kind of in that like heaven sort of area yep. that you go to, and it was just like it's it's it, at that point it was just kind of like it, the investment of time would not be worth the reward. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I'm very happy with the time I spent. I don't regret a second of it. I was very surprised. Yeah, not like I should have been because everybody loved it. Yeah, and it's not even like because I, I don't think that in that it's some parts of it are cutesy but it never like pollutes the tone if it's supposed to be scary or, yeah yeah or yeah i feel like this game mysterious. is like one of those like um 
almost like juxtaposed cutes games, cutesy games. Yeah. Where like, yes, it's a side scroller and yes, the art style is very cute, but it is not a cute game. Right. It is, you know, I hate using the term like dark and vibe. I just, you know what I mean? I hate using <laughs> terms like that. But, you know, there are a lot of moments in this game where, you know, there are places we, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later, but places like the abyss or, and like when the, there's like an aspect of the game, like the disease that's sort of making its way through the game. Yep. I'm like, this is, this is kind of a serious game. It's very gloomy. It's a very, yeah. um, it's, uh, well, I, I actually had no idea it was all about bugs. Yeah, sure. And, Me either before I played it. And it's, and I think it's wonderful because it's like, it's so much imagination and, and how, where bugs would be a small part of another game. You mm-hmm. are exploring like all the different kinds and they all have their own ways they interact and stuff. And it's really cool. And it is, I think, fair to say pretty dark because like the color palette is very kind of like, it's a very dark, a lot of blacks and dark blues. Mm-hmm. And you have some nice effects with the white lights coming through and everything. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is all hand drawn. We should Wow, know. that's really impressive. Um, there are some like particle effects that are interspersed. There's a couple layers. Um, there's, a, there's a couple good YouTube videos on this of how they pulled it all together. But... Um, all the all the uh, animations are are you know very like, there's very few frames. It's very kind of clearly like a braid or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a Paper Mario or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it takes cues from that as well with the the badge the badge system. That's yeah, right. I haven't played it, but I I was I was reading that that was their influence on that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I, um, Metroid too. Right, of Metroid. course. Right, right. Uh, that kind of stuff. But you, you're a big fan of Paper Mario, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, the first two. Right. I mean, the other ones are dog shit. So we, <laughs> just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah just so just, we're very clear. We're like, this is the podcast where we like the first two and we think the rest are bad. Right. Yep. And um, so I, I did want to point out, though, that it is a very kind of... I, I appreciated how much went into sort of building your character the way you wanted and how... It, in many cases, a platformer is just a platformer and you get objective upgrades and you do mm-hmm. get like like new moves that, that stay with you. But the choosing your, your charms and, and um, basically just the way you play the game can be completely different. And what I also think is really cool is like there are some upgrades that are not necessary. Yeah. Like I missed some stuff and I said, where the heck is this? What area is that? Right. What is that? <laughs> when yeah. I, I sort of every time I finish a game, like I try to beat every game without a guide. Mm-hmm. And after I'm done with it, I like to look back at maybe what I missed or what, what else there is. This mm-hmm. There is so much content in this game. And what I think is really cool about it is like a lot of it is um, not it, it's missable. Well, yeah. like you don't need all the upgrades. You can go beat the game and not get some of the powers, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, like the poison swimming thing. Yeah, I never got the poison swimming ability. I didn't even know you could. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, even like down to a gameplay, like like just, just straight up playing the game, like uh, which charms are you going to equip? Is it right. going to... Like you can pad out your health bar, mm-hmm. um... And sometimes at the expense of being able to heal, there's one of those, mm-hmm. like you're used to, like the soul that you get from enemies uh, to heal yourself. And the fact that that is, you can, you can obtain extra vessels for that, but your primary one is, is a set amount. Yep. So it has to empty first before you can refill yep. it. Like all very, very kind of thoughtful. There, there's some very thoughtful balancing in yeah. this game. I, I appreciate it. And like, you know, Going going into different encounters kind of sometimes warrants different choices. So I found right. myself sitting at the bench, kind of like messing around with it just to see. I like speaking of the bench. I really like the bench system and the map system. Yeah. Where what I thought was really cool about this game was you your map only updates when you sit at a bench. It's like a bonfire yep. in Dark Souls, but you also have to buy the map of the area. Mm-hmm. So what I thought was really neat was you go into this new area, you're totally lost, there's no map, and you're trying to find the cute little map salesman, yes. so he'll sell you the map, and then you have to find a bench to rest at to record the map. Right. It's really neat. And it's it's... What I love about it is that they they kind of rode the line. It was a little too much for me in some places, but they rode the line pretty successfully of not making it too hard to, to get your way around, but not handing a it to you. A few times I was like, whoa, my God, where the fuck do I go to find the map? I, I had to a look c- it up twice. A handful of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
just because I, it, it's the world is so huge. And it is like, it is crazy to me, like how big it is too. Like it just keeps expanding left and right and down and also up. Yeah. And it, it, they did a really good job with the exploration in this game. Absolutely. And it's, and it's also before, uh, before we forget about the map, the cartographer guy, I forget his name. Me too. Um, I forget. Cornifer. Oh uh, yeah, 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 he, yeah. Uh, he, you hear him humming. That's a cue. And, yeah. and and then you see like the, the pages because he's scrolling yep. and you can just follow the trail of breadcrumbs to find him. And that's great. You know, like that's that's a great way to and it's not usually too long in, in you know, going into a new area before you mm-hmm. run into him. And he's pretty much just one of like, I don't even like every character, almost every character I thought was really, really incredible. Me too. I, some of them that jumped out to me were like, do you remember there's the, I think it's, um, I don't remember her name. She's like singing in the mine or whatever. Yes. And I think she's slowly kind of losing her mind. Yep. And that was very interesting. You have that kind of junky swordsman too. Right, who's kind of a bum. Oh my god. I was trying to I was telling Nick, your brother Nick, about mm-hmm. this and how interesting that character is because oftentimes when you have a character like that, you, I think the first time you have you save him from a giant mosquito. Yeah. And he's he's not grateful at all. He's just he's very brusque, he's very proud. And what what normally winds up happening with a character like that is that it's it's like played for laughs or it's mm-hmm. kind of cute but the next time you run into him it's in town in dirtmouth and he's like talking shit about the elder bug like yeah. the, like the very nice old man over there yep. like what the fuck like yep. what did he do to deserve that so it's kind of like it's an interesting like kind of flip where he is really just top to bottom like an unlikable asshole yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of looks like you and there's that did you follow the plot line where you rescue that girl and she falls in love with yes him? Oh, yeah so funny and then you i don't know if you did you run into him in the coliseum yes i just did a joke and you just like oh, beat his ass God. yeah incredible uh, really really well done yeah. i mean i don't know if you um have have this down but um the banker is fake too remember Dude, that was shit. awesome like you'd think in like a dark soulsy s game you know oh i'm gonna lose it's the same system if you die you lose all your money all mm-hmm. your souls or whatever they call it geo yes so in this game there's a banker where you can bank your geo and so you, so you don't lose, it, lose when you it when you die but if you bank enough of it she actually runs away with your money I, I wasn't sure if it was a limit you hit or if it was a certain point in the I story. I think it's four thousand geo. It uh, it's it's incredible. I've never seen that before. Where it's like, and it's something that happens in real life, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> where you know you have like a, a Ponzi scheme and someone yep, runs away. Yeah, it's literally with like a money. Ponzi scheme in the game. And you you walk back over to the bank, and the entire facade just collapses, and she's gone. And it, it's really funny too because she seems like a nice old lady. Mm-hmm. And did you did you happen to see the end of that quest? No, I know what happens though. Incredible. Yeah, unreal. So I I just for the audience i'll I'll spoil it here it's it's worth talking about how you you find um this place it's like a club in the city Mm -hmm. um like like house of love or something Mm -hmm. like i forget what it's called but you find her in like a hot tub (laughs) and you can just kind of like smack her because she's like a turtle kind of like like a pill bug or whatever and you can just kind of smack her around and all your money comes out of her shell (laughs) (laughs) if you can collect it back with interest it's fucking incredible I um I love that I I just I figure it's a you know while we're talking about the characters just good to to go, go through the highlights I sure guess. yeah um the uh, shop owner turning out to be a, a sword master. master the whole time is incredible like only if you find like all his what I thought was like really cool about the shops actually was like how everything they sell is useful yeah and how buying out their stock I don't believe in this game there are any like uh, regenerating items I, I think everything is finite yes you're right. and what's really cool about the shopkeeper is everything is useful he sells some main items that are helpful and he also sells like I call them pieces of heart it's like Zelda how you yes. upgrade your health yes. he sells really cool items and when you buy out the stock at the end of the game he's gone but he's in his basement and he's actually you, uh, a sword and master have, and you have to find um, his storeroom key which yes. opens up like a whole new set of items and, and his basement and that's where he kind of like teaches you 
Like I, I, we did actually agree on that that the the uh, sword arts were kind of useless. Yeah, it's like this game. I feel like this the combat in this game comes down to smacking with your sword as fast as possible, jumping out of the way, and occasion occasionally shooting the magic spell at people. Yeah, and 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 just kind of using your your new locomotive skills because exactly. over the course of the game you get um, a sprint, and yeah. then it, it can it turn into a dodge where you can dodge through through attack, people, which yeah. is awesome. And you have uh, the double jump at a certain point. There's certain things you've seen like in in plenty of platforms. They just did the Metroidvania. You get you get like different um, locomotive skills over the course of the game. They just did that really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're kind of all on their map here, but I wanted to <laughs> I yeah. wanted to talk about some other NPCs. Sure. Um, the leg eater. Did you like? Who is the leg eater? He's <laughs> like, like a mantis or an. Oh, you talking? The, is that the guy who's like, like um, up? His head is like up in the trees near one of the stations. You talking no, about that guy? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't really get that character. Me either. The giraffe kind of Yeah, thing. which guy are you talking about? I was talking about the guy that sells you the fragile oh, the, charms. Oh, yes, that A merchant. very funny, yeah, yeah, weird yeah, yeah, looking yeah. guy. And what's, what's awesome is one of the, the content packs that they added, um, you can actually upgrade those into permanent ones. Oh, really? Which is pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, it's like a lot of money or whatever, but... Um, yeah, that guy is, is really funny. Um, did you run into Mr. Mushroom at all? Who's Mr. Mushroom? I don't remember the names of these characters. It's, it's literally just like a guy who looks like a mushroom and you have to hit him with the dream nail or whatever to understand what he's saying. And oh, you, no. You, you I, can run into him a couple times. And I think if you find him every time, it, it's like he shows up in the ending or something. Oh, okay. Like one of those. Interesting. Um, the I really liked the... Uh, He's kind of like the Solaire sort of guy um, who he's, you don't realize it, but he's wearing like an important uh, mask on his head That's the whole right. time. Mm-hmm. And it winds up being important. That is, I thought that was really interesting that a lot of the bugs have like masks. Right. Uh, I'm not really sure. There is a, a mask maker NPC. I don't know if you found. Yep, like I did. very tucked away. And I'm not really sure what the context is. It's kind of interesting. Um, well, isn't the context that you're hiding your face? Right, so you're kind of trying to blend in with them, right? Is I that so. is that kind of the context? I, I think it, it's it's one of those sort of things where your character is very mysterious, and the further you dig, the more effed you, up the game gets. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like it's 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 sort of a, I guess a deadly premonition thing almost, mm-hmm. where it's it's oh you have a lot more connection to this story than you thought than you thought. Yeah, which is yeah, pretty yeah. Awesome. Um, I, <laughs> did you, did you, um, get to the end of the nailsmith, uh, quest? Uh, I, the guy who upgrades your sword. Right. No, I think I did three of the upgrades. I don't think I did the final. So if you upgrade it fully, he like his, his character payoff is he asked you to kill him with it. Really? It's so cool. They do. They, this is one of these games where like, you know, we've used that phrase, that phrase, they thought of everything. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those. Because I, I, I was thinking I was just, just comparing to, you know, dark souls and stuff like that. Like there's, there's a lot of great NPCs in those games, but they don't always have like a good payoff. Like, Rarely. You know, like, like, um, uh, Sigmire, it's, it's not and hand. Law Track is payoff is great, but then they do like the fake Law Track in Dark Souls Three. Yeah, and it's like eh, it's a very also those quests are very obtuse. Yes. It's hard to solve them, and yeah. yeah, it's just way too hard to follow. All these characters they have like meaningful sort of story arcs and payoffs. Mm-hmm. There's the um the girl I think her name is Cloth. She yep. has the the like the sack over her head. Yep. And she winds up helping you with an optional boss battle where she and the the boss like kill each other. Yep. That's it's, right. It's pretty awesome. I the, the the last ones I wanted to talk about was the the uh, I believe DLC oh, cool. characters okay. and they're called the Grim Troop. Okay. And it's pretty much it's a very kind of like carnival kind of aesthetic and they're they're performing some kind of ritual in the town. And it's interesting because it's 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 sort of a, a medieval insect vibe and it's pretty cool that they were able to inject this this kind of new art style sure. sort of and make it work and make it contiguous and they're they're pretty interesting characters. Um and honestly, so I, I just to, just to put a pin on the whole thing, incredibly interesting characters that, yeah. that are just very memorable. They all have the funny little vocal quirks because they don't speak English. It's right. all just like gobbledygook. Um, really, really just endearing stuff. What I also wanted to mention was 
you were talking about the world and the map and everything. Mm-hmm. Another character uh, who kind of fits into that is the stag. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the fast travel guy. Exactly. That and was I, really neat too. Yeah, and I thought it was handled. I don't know, like like among the best uh, yeah, fast, fast travel, travel systems. systems. What I really ever. like about it is it's another one of these things. It's another like aspect of discovery in the game mm-hmm. where finding them is not that easy. There are signs yeah. that will show you where they are, which I thought was really neat. But if that, you know, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you just kind of run into them. Sometimes there's fake ones. Yeah. What yeah. I thought was really cool is, is um, the first one I ran into, I was like, Oh my God, is this a boss? What the hell is this? Right. Oh, he's yeah. going to help you. Well, his voice is fucking scary. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You felt the same way, but for sure. <laughs> no, it, it's it's like very angry and brusque yes. and brisk. What, what I what I thought was really cool too is he also has a quest line. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. like you know if you find all they call them stag stations mm-hmm. in the game, I think, where you have to find the different fast travel points. If you get them all, he he has this little thing he says where he's trying to remember where his nest is. Right. And once you find all the stations, he'll take you there. Yep. And you get a little bit of his story too, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And you you know you get access to some like new items and stuff like that, and it's all you know it's it's both rewarding in the lore and rewarding you know you know tangentially sure you're what how are you say it um i i did yeah i thought that was awesome i did think like towards the end of the game they were gonna open up bench warping they didn't they never did no because there's one by like every vendor so mm-hmm. i said to you at one point i was like i'm sure there's gonna be bench warping but there is um and that honestly for the most part once you are up and running and you have the whole map unlocked it's pretty easy to get around the only like kind of um uh, hiccup i guess is i think once you kill one of the major uh bosses or targets or whatever they the uh crossroads gets really fucked up yes and that makes navigating a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. i mean it was interesting that the the you know the geography changed so much and i did think it was rewarding to revisit old areas with like your new moves and yeah stuff. I, it's the whole metroidvania thing where they gave you a reason to go back to areas frequently yeah like there were always new upgrades new places to see also this game is really well balanced so getting heart pieces skull pe- whatever they want to call them getting the heart pieces and upgrading your health or upgrading like your soul meter which is your magic meter mm-hmm. was really hard to do oh yeah so it was always worth it to go go down a new path or solve a, a puzzle or or a, a platforming puzzle because you ne- you always were getting that little drip drip of items yeah and, and almost every item is incredibly worthwhile and you, yeah it, and makes your life like or you, you know improves your chances and I I did I thought it was so uh, empowering when you can like go back to an old area and like um, you know a a jump or, or you know something is much easier or like a combat or you can just fly through it trivialized yeah right yeah, exactly mm-hmm. um the down the down swing is like it's it's borderline broken how right good it is. but what i i don't know if you had this problem the puzzles that frustrated me the most when you had to bounce on enemies with the down swing do you remember that stuff i i was at a certain point i was just like wait that's not a mechanic, is it? I think it is. And then it is. And then you can bounce on like the, the Mushrooms city and roofs. S- oh, I like didn't even that know too. that. Yeah, you just have to keep it going, like time it before you hit That was probably place. the stuff that pissed me off. Like, I, I think I didn't find the combat in this game to be that hard. There were a boss or two where I had to take a bunch of cracks at it. Yeah. I think some of the platforming is what like graded my nerves a little. I don't oh, yeah. know about you. It, it's, it depends on the area because yeah. there were some runs that were like shit like i have to do this like a lot yeah and um it, it's frustrating because it's your your life is slowly running out and you're like fuck how am i gonna mm-hmm. get back here if yeah, I yeah, die? yeah yeah i did um i did the optional um i didn't do the super duper hard one but it's called the white palace okay and it's it's um it's down in um it's it's part of a, a larger quest line involving the king. Okay. And what you do is you go down there, I think you have to get a certain amount of this is something else I actually thought was kind of maybe not implemented as well as it should have. Uh the dream nail. Oh yeah. I, I never used it. I, I didn't I never really used it unless it was like a context. Yeah, context sort of sensitive. Thing. Yeah. And it just felt it compared to I, I made a um on a previous episode, I, I talked about how fluid, uh, surprisingly fluid it is to jump in a vehicle in Halo. Yeah. And that's something that I, I kind of tend to look for in games where it's, it's 
it all has to feel like part of the the one experience and when Mm -hmm. you you use the dream nail in this game it is very much like i'm stopping the game and i'm taking out the dream nail now like it's not whereas everything else in the game is very very fluid super tight yeah i just felt like combat skills including the dream nail it's just why am i using it right i'm just gonna swing away at everything yeah i um that was something else but i think you have to collect a certain amount of essence to, to unlock this area and it's um you you pretty much it is <laughs> i sent you that link and it's uh the twitter guy drill mm-hmm. he made a super mario maker level a mm-hmm. couple of years ago called better call saws <laughs> and it's just it's like a nearly impossible kind of run around a bunch of buzz saws and that's exactly what, what this, this is. is yeah and it, that was that took me a lot that was mm-hmm. probably the toughest part of the game for me and from what i understand there is an even harder one that has no reward at the end of it oh my god so i just uh, i skipped that <laughs> for this yeah i hate my life but not that much yeah for sure um and and i i did i thought i was felt very satisfied it was kind of like the um the end of i played the rayman origins the mm-hmm. last level of that where you're in the sky mm-hmm. kind of a similar um grind as that mm-hmm. um but but overall like a lot of the optional content was was very worthwhile i would mm-hmm. say um i did want to maybe uh bring up some area highlights did you sure. want to talk about some of those yeah i mean actually the first thing that jumped out to me was actually when the infection started yeah. in the middle of the game i said oh shoot like what the fuck's gonna happen here mm-hmm. and um because i think you start to get into like is this just a cutesy game what's going on right. and you start to get that inkling of there's something going on here um and it kind of led more uh towards um when you go into the abyss big dark souls nod <laughs> yeah obviously that's when i said like what is going on here? Like, I think you find like a shadow of yourself running through it, right? Remember that? Is that the abyss? Well, uh, there's the siblings because I don't know if you had the. Uh, did you have the enemy guide from that guy? Yes, the hunter? yeah. They they look like you. They're kind of like the shades that mm-hmm. you kill when you're um, when you die. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's it's kind of there's once you do that king subplot I was mentioning, you it kind of. Um, there's a room in the abyss, I think, called the birthplace or yes, something. And yeah. It's kind of like it's implied that's where you came from. Right. And it's like the king is beckoning you to, to you know, fulfill this quest right. or whatever. Um, but that area was awesome. And I really liked how, um, well, the, the abyss in this game is a bunch of kind of shadowy... Hand, it's kind of like Death Stranding a little yeah. bit with the, the people grabbing at you. Mm-hmm. And what I loved was the the part where you turn on the lighthouse. Yes. So it can shine on the very like uh, old kind of adventure game. Yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. Like the one puzzle. Right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so you can swim across the lake unimpeded. Um, I did. I had a couple of of. High, I really liked um, the Crystal Peak area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, for some, I just had a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. I, it was it was not very challenging to me. I just really enjoyed playing it. I loved the music. Um, the music in general in this game is terrific. Yeah, they did a really good job. I also I think I hope you you have this written down in your notes here on the train. It, it, they yes. play like a um, like a, a phonograph or like a coming out of a radio version of the theme. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really well, cool. Yeah. They, there's kind of a. I said to you at one point, I said this game is an all timer because the bugs made a train. Yeah. And I, I just love that old timey little carriage and all the seats and everything and how they have their own little life. And and it's just it's one of these things they thought of everything where if the music is coming out of a radio and it's now a diegetic soundtrack and your character's listening to the radio, it now sounds like it's coming out of it. Yeah. Which was really cute. And if you if you break those, it it stays broken and yep. the, the music shuts off. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like the save room theme. Yeah. It, it normally plays when you're sitting on a bench or whatever that was awesome i loved riding it and i loved that the stag hates it oh does he he if you talk to him at a certain station or something he's like you haven't been riding the train have you yeah. <laughs> guess, like put them out of it's work gonna put me out of a job or, or whatever or maybe pretty cool. is he kind of like um hinting towards that's why the stags kind of quote-unquote went out of business exactly yeah yeah or like it and he calls them like vulgar annoying whatever yeah and pretty cool i i think i found like the the broken down one before i found the real one me too i was like oh that's cool and that's where you get the uh the pass the Mm -hmm. train pass yep i found i did the exact same way that's i mean like that that was awesome because it's 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 kind of 
divide it's not just dark souls it has a train you know what i mean well, like, it's, <laughs> what i thought was cool about it is you kind of got to see a little bit of the before and after yeah. or like what happened here exactly you see a little bit of the the downfall of society because you're kind of going through the bones of it yeah when you're you see down a lot there. of like insect like shells like it's, it's, like, it's like, like bodies it's kind of like unnerving a little bit a, there are yeah. a lot of bodies and like you're kind of breaking bones and shells and and husks of things yeah absolutely um Speaking of uh, that, I did. I wanted to before we get too far talk about uh, Dirtmouth, the town. Oh sure, I loved it. UMass Dirtmouth. Yeah, UMass Dirtmouth. <laughs> uh, under, very underrated tweet by us. Yeah. Um, but I, the 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 whole thing was the perfect hub, and I loved how it it came to life over time, and felt like it's you know when you open up the stag station, you know the the elder bug says oh, that hasn't run in years and stuff like right. that. And you're kind of bringing life back to the surface. And the map maker shop opens and the the, the nail master shop opens. It, it kind of happens over time. Also, I think um, getting the forgiver or whatever is optional. Oh, it, yeah. It, that's optional too. Oh, you're talking about um, the, the one to get your shit back? Yeah, you use the rancid eggs or whatever. Yeah, you can offer them up. And I thought it was a really cool way to do it where she summons your ghost there. Yeah. And so, says, so you don't have to go find That was it an out. interesting thing they sort of piled on top of the Dark Souls formula where if you die, you have to go kill your ghost above your body to get your stuff back. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to go run back to where you died, you can go to this NPC's essentially like a partner from Dark Souls right. and you can offer an item. It's a rancid egg. Mm-hmm. And what you said was you know she will or was it a she i think it was a she. i think so she will bring the ghost there and so you, you can kill the ghost there instead of having to trek back to your body yeah pretty cool and it's something that, that's a, a kind of leads to a larger point about this game where they where a lot of other games give you all this shit at the start and it's it just kind of there's no drip drip progression yeah and this game it, it like it makes it playable but it takes away all these like you don't get a map from the start you don't get all these mm-hmm. different moves or whatever i mean that's that's a really good way to like summarize a lot of the gameplay like the progression in the game is just really good oh yeah i'll say this i you ever have those games where maybe aspects of it are too balanced where sure. nothing feels like an upgrade mm-hmm. the badges to me felt like that a little yeah yeah, yeah. where i'm like I could increase my sword range, but like I could increase my health. Yeah. Like, let me play with the stuff a little bit more. Yeah, there isn't a lot of play lot in of, there. Um, There's very, a lot of give and take. Very finite notches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, it's, I kind of wish there was a little, maybe like, give me two extra. Or, you know or like, I mean? or hey, these badges are definitely better than others. Right. And they're harder to get. Sure. It's like almost too balanced where yeah. there isn't, you know what's funny? The best badges are the ones that break right you get plus oh, yeah. damage plus health yeah. yeah that's why it becomes so valuable to like yep. grind for the money and, and upgrade them when you can and i definitely like uh, took some risks and ended up failing where i'm like okay this boss is hard i'm gonna go plus attack and died and it breaks <laughs> yeah, you know what i exactly. mean exactly yeah they or did a good job or whatever yeah you know what um it's area that i hated and i know it's by design is sure. the deep nest oh yeah it's it's very and it's 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 amazing because every area feels like like its own thing uh you, you're never gonna get confused about where you know you might get confused about where to go but you won't con- be confused about where you are mm-hmm. um it, they all have their own aesthetic and the transitions between areas are wonderful like when you're going from the city into um the mushroom forest yep. and you just start seeing mushrooms along your path it's not like a it, there isn't like a loading time cutoff. You start to see the areas sort of go into each other. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. The deep nest uh, is is awful. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's and it's definitely on purpose. Yeah. It's it's a very kind of Miyazaki move to have just this very tight confined. It's it's such a great contrast with everything else because it's 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 very much just these these are burrower bugs they're all kind of like tunnels and it's very claustrophobic nightcrawler kind of creatures and it's 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 really well well done um but uh the city was probably my favorite overall i don't know if you liked i like is i just love the i'm a big sucker for the rainy aesthetic and the beautiful 
Whose song that was playing in the background? Oh, are you talking about the like the where it's raining? It, what was City the City of Tears? City of Tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really I mean, enjoyed it. Do you know what's interesting about that? It's it's almost like you get you can get to the City of Tears pretty early, yep. and you think the game is pretty short, but you can't actually do everything in it for yep. a while. And the 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 City of Tears. What I found was so interesting about this game in general. It has to do with this. It, it's back to what I said before, where they give you a really good taste of the before and after. And the City of Tears feels like it was the old central hub. Yeah. Where this is where all the bugs hung kind of, out. Kind of like an Anor Londo or something Thank like you. That. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it feels like. This used to be where the, you know, sort of the rich and the famous and everybody hung out. And it connects to so many other parts of the world. Yeah. And now that it's all gone to shit over... I don't know how many years the game takes place over. It's, right. I don't think they tell you. Now Dirtmouth is kind of the the sort of humdrum civilization because everything's gone to shit. Yeah, it's very it's kind of similar to like Ocarina of Time where in the future everyone moves out of Castletown into yeah, Kakariko, Kakariko Village. Village. You could say uh, it's like Fire Lincoln in Orlando sure. too. Yeah. 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 I um absolutely. And I, I <laughs> you actually you made a good point that I was thinking about how to transition into my next um, thing here, which I wanted to talk about the enemy palette, which is oh, incredible. Okay. Yeah. And um, in the city of tears, you talked about the rich and famous mm-hmm. and you were talking about uh, one of my favorite uh, enemy classes in the whole game. Okay. Because they're so funny is the like uh, very rich kind of foppish yeah. bugs, I guess <laughs> yeah. like the, the high society bugs. They're yeah. just cowards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. They just run. The, it looks like they have bow ties and shit. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of interesting um, because you're not really sure how much of it is like them or how much of it is like an infection or whatever, yeah. or, like possessed kind of the, you that kind of the clues. story of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, did you want to talk about any uh, favorite enemies? Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Like how many enemies I loved and just equally annoyed me. Oh yeah. Like all the flying enemies with the spears. And also, cause what's interesting about this game is your invincibility after you get hit is tiny. Yeah. So you can just keep getting pounded by, you can get hit by an enemy, fall into a spike trap and get hit twice. I, I actually, I, I often chose the badge that, Me too. that lengthens it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's very useful. Like, and they also they had some enemies that absolutely f you up. Oh yeah. Like the big enemies with swords, or the ones where you kind of have to uh, do the down slash while jumping. Or and they even have what I really like about this game is enemies have counters and reactions to almost mm-hmm. everything you do. People will raise shields up above their heads, yeah. so you can't jump on them. Exactly. Things like that. Very dynamic. There's there's not really a catch all. You kind of I mean they they vary the place enough where you have to stay on your toes pay attention to what you're doing do you want enemy i hated which one the jellyfish things that just after you kill them they, they, they dive at you and oh explode God. oh they yeah. drove me crazy that was brutal i i had a similar i didn't like um really bothered me the ones that fly around and they shoot crystals at you oh my and they God. expand you have to smash smash them. the crystals oh they yeah. were they were really tough but i <laughs> i wanted to really just talk about like the funny enemies okay um because i the one one that I kept running into and it took me a while to realize how funny it was are the mushroom guys that go wah yeah <laughs> yeah um, or the uh, the spiders that I don't know if you found this as funny as I did but the ones that that appear pretty much out of nowhere and they go yeah <laughs> a lot of like very creative kind of like they're they're creepy and annoying but they're also kind of funny um and those big ones that uh um, jump jump but oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. They're very they're not that hard but they're very intimidating yep. which i thought was an interesting kind of and i uh the one that was really frustrating was the one it's kind of like a, a spider but it has a big like shield oh mask my god in front of it you have yes. to wait for your opening y- yeah yeah yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Like, am i missing something here dude like, how I, do I, when do I, I think those are in the deep nest or a part yes. of that and it's like i said if i did if i didn't just soak damage or i didn't have as like max hp how do you do this exactly yeah it was really hard you gotta you gotta be patient unfortunately um and I, I guess just building off of that, um, any bosses you want to talk about? Yeah. Do you know what boss? Like, I definitely either did it too early or I'm just not that good at the game. <laughs> what one? was like? Was it the Night Watchers where you had to beat like six or seven of them in the same fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the main bosses. That was the one fight that I did 15, 20 times. Oh, really? Oh, it took me forever. I yeah. think I did it too early. I think I did it pretty late. And yeah. I was, it, it was kind of one of those things where, 
your hands start sweating a little because it's like, how long is this going to go on? Yeah. How long can I keep this up? It was very much like a, like a gargoyle sort of fight where like you kill one, another one appears, but if you go too slow, they'll keep coming. Yeah. That I, was pretty I heard cool. people had a lot of difficulty with that. Yep. That was a good one. Mo- most of the ones that I really had a hard time with were like optional stuff. Yeah. Like the, um, where's it? The husk? Yeah. Or whatever. That was pretty tough. Um, I, I loved, I felt like it was a kind of a Genichiro experience was the Mantis Lords. Oh, it was yeah, a very, yeah, yeah, a very yeah, yeah. good, um, kind of, okay, we're, we're not fucking around now, you mm-hmm. know, we're testing you and it's, it's so rewarding, um, to, to, to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like the Hornet, the first Hornet encounter was kind of similar where it's like, okay, you know, I hope yep. you're paying attention because yep. we're, we're going to throw this at you. Hope now. you know how to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about also the dung defender. Oh yeah, that oh my god, awesome. the, that like, was really funny. Like a dung beetle who's like a, a luchador, I yeah. guess, kind of wrestler. Is that the boss where after you kill him, you don't kill him because he says, "Oh, you were, oh, you were a good fight." Yeah, he's like an NPC. After he, he, um, I think you just like knock him on his ass. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Um, and one that I encountered that you didn't was the collector. Okay. Um. And this was this was in the city as well. This is like a hidden room, and it's kind of this this uh, black and white, very strange encounter. He's not that tough, but he's just he's kind of one of those like um, like end of Majora's Mask kind of uh, goofy. Oh sure, kind of kind of bosses, but kind of creepy at the same mm-hmm. time. And if you if you kill him, you get a map of all the little grubs who you have to. This is one of those games where you have like a collect them all yep. kind of thing, and. <laughs> Did you you didn't finish that quest line? Did no, you? I didn't get all the grubs. I got most of them. I I had no idea what to make of it because basically, to to for anyone who hasn't played this, uh, you get um pretty early on. There's this crying like caterpillar guy. Yeah, he's clearly like an old man or something. And there's a bunch of empty spaces where all his presumably his family or, or mm-hmm. kids are or whatever. And over the course of the game, you free them from their from their little glass cases. And um, he rewards you for mm-hmm. for bringing them back to him, and they're all very happy. It's very mm-hmm. cute. And then once you get all of them, you know you get you get a, a charm or something. Mm-hmm. But but if you leave and come back, it's just the dad, and he's there, and he's gigantic, and he's like sleeping, and it's like implying that, that he, he ate, ate them. them. Oh my <laughs> god, this game is fucked up. And there's that yeah, that's fucking weird. And then there's the trick ones. Did mm-hmm. you ever run into yes, those? Yes, I did. That was like where you think you're rescuing one, but it's like a, a monster. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. This game did a lot of clever stuff. This game is very well thought out. Yeah, it's pretty much just like uh, it, like I say, a bottomless well. Like it just mm-hmm. they just keep uh when you think it's done, they keep going. And, just, and it's and it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all really, really good. Um I <laughs> I did want to um I think as we wind down here, any particular uh, moments or story highlights that jumped out at you or any yeah, characters? Or- I think um, the, the uh, what was her name? The the main sort of, not villain, but sort of your rival in the game, you fight Hornet? a couple, Hornet. Yeah. I think she's the star of the next one. So I hear, yeah. Yeah, what Pretty I think cool. is cool about her is like she does play a pivotal part of the story if you get the right ending. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. like you're you encounter her a couple of times. I remember, like when I was in the um, the, was it the grasslands, the greenlands, or whatever. Yeah, and I knew she was gonna be a boss. I was like nervous. I'm like, I should go save. I don't want to duel her. Mm-hmm. And then you know, in the abyss, she talks to you too, and then you slowly figure out she's your ally. Yeah, over the court, and you know, she's gonna help you. You know, at the end of the game, you, you can kind of tell when those encounters are happening because when you hit them, they like flash white instead of bleeding. Yeah. Um. That was that was really cool. No, I think the best um, story moment for me is when you go into the middle area and it's all orange and infected, and the enemies change. Oh yeah, that's when I said, "Oh yo, yeah, <laughs> like, whoa." It's it's it is a an evolving world. Um, I really liked uh, earning the respect of the Mantis tribe. Where oh they, yeah, where they they stop being enemies if you beat the the Mantis lords. Yep, that's right. And they they pretty much it's like they have somehow have a functioning society <laughs> in, in uh, yeah. you know in the midst of all this chaos. And it's it's pretty cool that that you know they they all bow to you mm-hmm. when you walk by and everything. That was a great moment. Um, <laughs> I it, just little things like like um, if you sell a certain amount of of items to that guy in the city, 
Um, he'll say, um, I'm just going to step out in the rain for a moment. I found that too. Join me if you like. And it's just like a nice little, like it doesn't like it's, it's, he doesn't really have much going on besides that, but it's just a, a nice little kind of pensive moment that isn't necessarily that, you know, do you ever find it weird? Why is it raining? It's underground. Is, didn't you ever I, find that strange? I just assumed it was stuff leaking through like a hole. That's what I thought. We're like, it's just very bizarre, but also kind of calming. Or, or maybe it's even, it's not even rain. Like it's like a body of water that's dripping. Dripping, dripping through. The, oh, is it under the lake? It could be. Right. And I just didn't notice. Like, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, you really like takes your imagination for a ride. Yeah, um, for sure. You, uh, at one point I really liked you, you can kind of just, um, when you go through one, to one of the main bosses, quote unquote, you go up to, he has a telescope. Yes. And it's you can just, just a, look through it's it. It's like an animated kind of view of the city. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, we talked about the lighthouse and the banker. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what was the other one where you, it was another major boss where you're in like the spider area and you sit on the bench and like, oh, and you get taken. You're, you're, you look tired. Sit on the bench. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. You can, you know, everyone's acting really weird. Yep. And you get webbed up on the bench. You can't move it's, and everything. They want to sacrifice you. Pretty cool. I, I, I thought there was going to be like a major like boss when you fought that um when you fought those your your task to kill that it's kind of a shadow of the colossus thing yeah where it's like you know it's it's the wrong thing to do or something yeah 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 but it, you you don't you just kind of like a couple of them, them are ironic <laughs> yeah yeah um, i think the only one is like the night watchers or whatever even though that's not really the boss but it's a boss you, before you only have like adjacent like there's the the one in the labs which is a cool area the, yeah it's like a big metroid kind mm-hmm. of and then you know but that's not the thing you have to kill that's not the thing you're tasked to kill um pretty cool i uh and probably my favorite of all is um running into yourself down in the tunnels yes and it's it's really trippy because you can lose track and then you pick up the trail and follow yourself a little bit more and what it winds up being is once you get all the way down there that is a boss an Mm -hmm. optional boss and it's pretty much just uh, it's face. It's like a little bit of an anglerfish kind of thing yeah. where it's luring you down there by using your yep. image. It really fucking like a lot I, of creative stuff, very creative. And it got me thinking about how effective that is in games in general to have like, like the mirror version of you, yep. especially if you're almost identical and it's because it never seems to get old because who you are in a game is always changing mm-hmm. and it's like kind of, looking at yourself from another perspective. It's, it's pretty effective. Um, I think maybe my, one of my few gripes was, I wish I knew how to, I, I, it was kind of a Sekiro thing where I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to get the endings that are, this you know game I mean? is, it's way too obtuse to get the endings to the game. I, I, I got this like the second best ending, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand either. Like you had to get some badge and you had to mm-hmm. like make the badge whole by doing something. Yeah, I'm, I'm summarizing this poorly. And then you got to, I don't know, something happens at the final boss and it's not, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, I mean, I felt it was very, it's, it's, it is kind of a souls thing where it's like, it's will, too you, obtuse. will you, but will you perpetuate the cycle or end it? Or yeah. will you, be, will you become like the hollow night imprisoned again yeah 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 there's a part in the final boss fight where you have to use my favorite weapon the dream nail yeah and that's why i didn't get it because i didn't realize i think that's the third part it's kind of a wind waker thing where she's like you know with the light arrows where Mm -hmm. she like freezes him and you have to do a thing at a certain time and that's how you get the good ending okay and i i would have liked to have known that because i felt like as it was it was pretty anticlimactic yeah for Um, sure uh, just just before being locked in one way or another mm-hmm. um and so i guess just to wrap it all up um i felt very fulfilled by this game me too and i felt very i i think i spent about 41 hours mm-hmm. i spent about 30 and it it makes me wonder if i will like the next one because i'm very much like you know, that was, that was a complete experience. Yeah. I was, I was very, very, it took it. I, as I think as far as it could have gone yeah, I, to the extent that I don't know what's going to happen with the next one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of info on it in a while. It's been kind of dead air. 
for yeah, a while. Yeah, people were expecting it this summer. It didn't happen. I've seen a, a little bit of footage. It looks pretty interesting because she has kind of that grappling. Yeah. Everyone's into the grapples these days. I, um, no, I was very impressed by this game as well. It, it's one of these games where just, I should have played it so long ago. It's like Hellblade. I should have played it in 2017. I just didn't. I don't know why. Um, one of my, uh, coworkers, John is really into it. Yeah. So, and it was kind of serendipitous how he would, he really loved it. He told me to play it. You said, Hey, I'm going to play it. Go buy it. I said, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's go try it. And that was like a month ago. Right. And what did you play it on again? I, pl- I played on switch, believe it or not. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I played it on PC. Yeah. Um, I, you know, perfect performance and everything. I was just, I think my takeaway from this game is just, I was so impressed, not only by, I love the navigation system, love the map system love the benches and how you have to get to a bench to read to draw what you remember yep that was so cool he has the little animations for that where he draws it mm-hmm. and i also i loved how the game just keeps expanding on itself you think oh how many areas are there it's probably pretty small and it just keeps going i was like have you been to the beehive and you're like what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah i said no i never even got there no yeah there's just so much to see and you know and they just did such a good job surprising me oh and yeah i, I yeah. feel like I feel like I say this about music too. I either want you to give me exactly what I want or you need to uh, subvert my expectation in the best way. Really, like really knock it out of the park. And I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. If you ask me. I would say so. Do you have, do you have a grade you would give this game? Oh, wow. Um, B plus. Cool. If it was on a good day, maybe a minus. Mm-hmm. I think the, the problems with, oh, this game does have one problem. What's that? This is my... This is this is a goddamn GameCube pet peeve. Someone oh. should make a video compilation of every time we say that. Oh yeah. I hate the mechanic where if I touch an enemy, he hurts me. Why? Oh, he didn't yeah. attack me. True. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. Okay. So that bothers me in every platforming game. So that's number one. Yeah, interesting. Um, but if you catch me on a good day, I might give this game an A minus. Right. I would say it's a B plus because the sword skills are useless. Yep. You should just swing away. It's the balancing of the badges is almost too good where it's kind of tough to tell what's better than what mm-hmm. tough to say. Um, and like I said, that's not my favorite part of platforming mm-hmm. is that, but the game it's interesting. I love the NPCs, love the travel system. I would say it is a B plus for me. You cool. can, what about you? Um, yeah. On, on my, my numerical system, I would give it a nine. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a B plus a minus nine right up there. 10. Yeah. I, uh, I think it is just a very, well-conceived game it's that rare marriage of of vision and talent Mm -hmm. and basically i think making i think they cut some stuff but it was you know you know all the right calls because it feels very polished very finished experience it's just nice to just walk away with a smile on your face i agree you know i was i i think i turned it off i said that was a really good game yeah it's it's uh, it's it's not often on goddamn GameCube we have that uh, yeah we that experience. It's like we put so much effort into doing these retrospectives. Finally, we like one of them. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a total unknown. Total, yeah, I mean, did it? Were you? Do you think you put it off for so long because of the aesthetic, or is it just? Do you know why I put it off for so long? I hated Shovel Knight. Uh, and as soon as someone said there's a cutesy platforming game that's an something indie game night. called Something Night and it's a side scroller, <laughs> I said no thanks. Okay, yeah. I didn't like Shovel Knight. Oh, and like really? but this game obviously is so much different and yeah. I should have played it earlier. I didn't. But hey, um that's all I've got. So um thank you guys for listening to Goddamn GameCube and uh we will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>